Hello everyone, my name is Roy Peretz, and I'm here in Granby, Colorado with my husband, Ron Thurston. We left New York City four months ago to live in an Airstream, travel across the U.S. to discover this beautiful country, and rediscover ourselves. When we recorded this episode, we found ourselves diving into conversations about courage and self-love and how they relate to one another. These are huge coconuts in our lives, and I hope that through this conversation, you might find a few in your possession and, who knows, maybe drop one or two along the way with us. If it sparks something within you, or you have a drop-the-coconut moment that you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram, at dropthecoconut, on LinkedIn, and on Facebook. I hope you enjoy it, and thank you for jumping on our coconut wagon today. Hello, Ron. Good morning, Roy. How are you? Excellent, thank you. We're still in Granby, Colorado, right by the Rocky Mountains, and it's absolutely stunning here. Yep, beautiful. And that's why we extended our stay. And what I love about staying in one place for a long time is that you almost feel like you live here. You feel like you become a local in the yeah. grocery store and around town and discovering what they have or don't have to offer. I love it. And this is the third episode. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. You're, you're trending. Hashtag drop the coconut. It's Unbelievable. everywhere. Unbelievable. People are dropping coconuts left and right. I'm afraid that I stumble on one of them if I walk out the door here. <laughs> and it's exciting for me, at least, that few people around me are using the language of dropping the coconut because it made it easier for me to reflect on a lot of things in my life and also made it easier to let go of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Is it helping you a little bit? It, it's giving me a good visual of kind of what are those coconuts? What do we need to continue to to let go and recognize what they are? And yeah. you and I have even just kind of joked, oh, that's a coconut. You know, we need to talk about this. Or, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's giving some language and a visual to something that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and everything looks like coconuts now, as <laughs> we've said before. Yeah. In the past week, we had couple of opportunities to drive out to Denver, which is about two hours away from here. It's a gorgeous drive through the mountains. And I have to admit that I was really excited to get into a big city, go to the mall, which I love a mall. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. You do. And I was excited to do it. I was excited to go in. But when we arrived, it was kind of a little bit, wah, wah. I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. I almost fell a little bit out of place. And I think you mentioned the same feeling to me. You feel a little bit like an outsider, like you're coming from um, a different way of life. And it's not that we've been out of civilization for so long. It just feels like your needs change and your priorities change mm-hmm. when you live in a certain environment. I just thought it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same? I did have a similar experience at first, and then I felt like we had to like warm up, like getting back into a new environment again. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm completely out of it. I'm still looking for something to buy every <laughs> now and then. Just the other day, you were scrolling through your iPad and saying, oh, there's a new collaboration between Birkenstock and Dior, and I was jumping from the bed to the sofa, which is about 30 feet, <laughs> to see what it is. So it's not that we're not looking or not thinking about it, but the energy is definitely different. Right. It's a little bit more of, like, do we really need this? Like, what would we do here? We're not currently 
in those circles anymore. Yeah, and now we're in the circles of going to Ace Hardware and being excited about buying a power drill. It's true. Right. Very necessary. Very Maybe ne- more than a leather jacket. Much more. <laughs> I've had a few conversations over the past couple of weeks with a few friends over the phone and over text. And one thing that I heard repeating is, this is amazing what you're doing. It takes so much courage to do it. Did you hear that as well with your conversations? I, I certainly did early on. Um, I think there, the perception of how difficult this was going to be and how much courage it was going to take was a, was a very prevalent conversation. I think it divides into two. Some people say, wow, it takes so much courage to do it. And some people say, I wish I had the courage to do it. Yeah, that's true. And I think about it a lot throughout this journey of how long it took us to actually make the move and get out of the city and go into something that we don't know at all. And I'm trying to figure out how much courage we needed to do that. And I have to tell you, the more I think about the word courage, I feel less and less comfortable using it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, whenever I say the word courage to myself and I try to find courage within myself or the moments that I had courage, I get very stiff. I almost close up. It's almost a feeling of arming myself towards something. I need to be brave now. I need to be courageous now. I need to gather all my energy so I can make that big move. And with what we did, for example, even though it was a big decision, I don't think that it was a moment of a fight. I don't think it was a moment of I need to gather all the energy that I can gather right now to make that change. Right. Did it feel the same to you? It did feel the same. I don't feel like it all was a fight. It was also not giving up. We didn't choose to like just walk away because we were giving up. Right. It was a conscious decision. And so while courage may not be the right word to describe it, I also think the opposite is also not true. We didn't just walk away. I think about this in kind of what you're describing as fight or flight. Mm-hmm. We didn't fight and we didn't flight, we, you know, kind of just drop everything. We didn't just leave the life we had. We're making a conscious decision to live our lives in a different way. I completely agree. It wasn't a moment of a fight. It was a moment of a lot of acceptance. And since we made the decision, it was really smooth from point A to point B where we sit right now. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think about a lot of moments in my life where I was taught that I need to find courage and be brave instead of gracefully making the change. Mm. I think that we are taught from a very young age that you have to be brave, you have to be courageous in order to go through life. Mm-hmm. And how many times have I heard, it's okay not to be brave right now? Meaning really, Most of the time you need to be brave. Most of the time you need to have courage. But it's okay for now. It's okay for a moment not to be brave. And I find that kind of annoying. <laughs> Because I don't want to live my life arming and disarming myself. Courage takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of preparation. It takes years of years of gathering energy that you have in order to bring it to one moment. And then this moment happens and you're like, oh my God, why didn't I do it before that? It seems so easy after that, right? right? Right. But we make such a big preparation out of it that you're almost drained out once you've done it. Mm-hmm. I want to read from you from the dictionary what courage means. Okay. 
the ability to do something that frightens one, and the other thing is strength in the face of pain or grief. Mm. Now, when you read this, and we always think about it as something very inspiring, something that is supposed to take us to great places in our lives, but really, it's really tied to a lot of fear, and it's tied to a lot of pain and a lot of grief. I'm done with this coconut. I don't want to live my life through fear. I don't want to live my life through pain and through grief. Mm. Wow. I don't want to arm myself every time I need to make a move. And it can be a big move like we've made, but it can also be something small. It can be something like, I want to make a podcast. How long have I talked about this podcast? Quite a while. And how long have I been gathering energy so I can speak into a microphone mm-hmm. and just say what I think or say something that I hope that someone will relate to. Right. When in reality, it's not that difficult. But the amount of time it took me to do that is really astonishing. It's not only being worried about what would people think about my opinions, for example. Mm-hmm. It's how I sound. I was convinced for many years, by the way, that I don't have any accent. <laughs> And you know what? I'm going to blame other people for it. Because every time someone talked to me, they were like, I detect a small accent. Where is it from? <laughs> and I was convinced that they're listening to something really tiny somewhere in the background. I thought that I don't have any accent. But then I recorded myself and I'm like, holy crap, I have a lot of accent. <laughs> <laughs> Did that increase the level of fear of doing that when you heard yourself? Of course, because I criticized myself a lot. But it felt like a mountain that I need to push in order to be able to put it out there and say, this is my voice, this is my accent. So it's in the small things, it's also in the big things. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear from you if there is any moment that you can share where you needed to gather a lot of courage in order to move a mountain. Mm-hmm. If I reflected back on the last decade... I would say the biggest move I made was moving from L.A. to New York. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I resisted for a long time because I really, I love L.A. I, my friend group primarily was there. I, I had just a great life. And all of a sudden, this job opportunity um, is presented to me that sounded really interesting, but I was then moving to what I think is probably one of the most intimidating cities maybe in the world. Like this, a really, when you talk about fear, like I had a lot of fear of moving somewhere where I had to reestablish my entire life Mm -hmm. and think about what are the financial implications of that? How do I establish um, a new friend group? How is this new job gonna work out? You move across the country for a job that you hope you will be successful at. So there, I had a lot of, um, a lot of fear and a lot of, there were just a lot of thoughts running through my mind about what I needed, the courage that then I needed to do to make this big move in my life. And where did you find this courage? How did it show up? Um, a little bit of, well, if this doesn't work, I can always come back. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of, you know what? I'm strong. I'm resourceful. I'm outgoing. Like, I will make the best of this opportunity. I will figure this out. Um, and I will find ways to be successful. Like I was re- relying on my own self-confidence uh, that I would make 
this into a great opportunity. And when you reflect on it, do you feel like you had to gather a lot of energy to do that? Oh, I definitely had to do that. And I also had to convince a lot of other people, maybe similar to this experience, that I was doing the right thing. And you know, that there is this kind of L.A., New York uh, rivalry, if you will, of people that you're either successful in one city or the other. And they, they are quite different. So I was, Sam, I, I felt like I was on a campaign to share with people that I was moving to New York. I love that you're saying that because it makes me think that when we talk about being brave, we're not only being brave for ourselves, we're also being brave for other people. Mm-hmm. And so many people are invested in our courage because it's not something that only happens internally. It is something that also happens to prove something, right. to show something to the world, not something only for myself, but something for the world. Right. And this thought really bothers me because I have to think about all the moments where I have to do something and then I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of what other people say or how it will look to other people. Was I strong enough? Was I courageous enough? Did I make it happen? Then you make the move and then you wonder if people will see you as successful or not. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a movement that goes outward all the time. And I want to suggest something. I want to suggest that we try to change the language around it. What I am going to try to do is minimize the word courage in my life. I don't want to be courageous. I don't want to be brave. I've had this joke with a friend of mine at Apple that when we stepped on the floor, we told one another, today I allow myself not to be brave. And to be honest with you, I don't want to go through every moment of my life trying to figure out if I should gather that energy or not. Mm-hmm. I just want to be myself. I want to bring myself into it. I'm still going to work hard. But today and for the rest of the days, I'm not going to be courageous. I'm not going to be brave. Mm. And the language that I want to suggest, instead of courage and bravery, is actually self-love. It's not self-love in terms of I'm obsessed with myself, even though I'm a little bit obsessed with myself, (laughs) and it's okay. I'm obsessed with you too. Oh, thank you. But it's not necessarily that. It is self-love in being soft to myself towards the events that are happening around me and how I manage through these events. It is when instead of becoming stiff and ready to fight, I'm becoming soft, knowing that there are bumps on the road and some punches along the way, but I'm soft enough to receive these punches. I'm not going to break. When you get stiff, if you get a punch, you might get a crack. But if you're soft, you might also get a crack, but it's going to be less hurtful. Right. So I've tried to look through that lens on many events that happen through my life. And every time I detect something that makes me stiff, I try to look at it now the other way and say, was it a moment of self-love? Specifically thinking about the moment that we're in, in some cases you may describe this as courage, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I want to describe it as self-love. It's the time that we decided to take for ourselves to step out of our comfort zone, to step out of what we know, try something completely different that we've never done before, Mm -hmm. and be very soft towards ourselves while learning how to do it. We knew that there's so many things that we'll have to conquer here. It's towing this airstream behind a huge (laughs) truck, driving through the country, meeting new people, 
learning how to operate this whole thing. Yeah. And if we were stiff the entire time, this could have gone really wrong. Would you use the word patience somewhere in there when you describe self-love? Because that's how I've thought often about how we have needed to engage and be soft with ourselves is maybe we've been more, even more patient and said, he's, he's feeling overwhelmed. I need to either offer some assistance or walk away. I think patience is a byproduct of self-love. And I've definitely seen our patients grow with time as we mm-hmm. do this. Because it's a process of going inward and telling yourself, this is new to me. I need to be forgiving towards myself and towards the partner that I have with, that it's new to him as well, that we're trying to navigate this. So I think that if we were trying the entire time to be brave to one another, that's when we would clash more. Mm. And that's when our communication won't be authentic. Yeah. Because we wouldn't really show our true feelings. We wouldn't show that we're struggling at the moment. And we've had a lot of struggles Mm -hmm. during these four months. Even backing up this thing is something that we've had to learn to like take a deep breath and say, we're doing this for the first time or for the second time or for the 10th time and it's still not going right. It's again in the small things and in the big things, but it is something that comes out of that state of being soft. Mm. As I keep thinking about it, courage is something that you sometimes have and sometimes you don't have. Self-love is something that grows. And it's something that is constant. It's not something that you let go. Once you learn to love a part of yourself, it is very difficult to fall out of love with it. Mm. There is a big process of acceptance. And courage, again, is a big word. It takes guts. Mm. Self-love takes vulnerability. And it's not difficult to gather because you are true to who you are. It's these moments when you are unsure about who you are that courage seems such a big deal. Mm. Thinking about this... When you think about your story of moving to New York, can you talk about it again, but from a perspective of self-love instead of courage? So mm. exchange everything that you said about courage and try to see it through lens of self-love. Why did you move to New York? Hmm. Let me try to articulate that. So I really did look at the opportunity to expand um, so many things about myself. So that was um, how am I going to grow? How am I going to experience new people, new environments, new careers, new everything. And if I think about it from a point of view of self-love, that is expanding my knowledge base, it's expanding my skills, it's everything about it is really uh, from the point of view of investing in myself. So I love that you say that because I think that if we talked about courage in that essence, the answer would be a little bit different because it would be more around maybe career, yeah, when I think back about that time, that decision-making time, the courage was out of fear as what if I'm not successful? What if I don't make it? So courage is almost convincing myself that I could do it. And self-love is about knowing that I can do it no matter what happens, that I'll be okay. And this is exactly the difference that I was trying to articulate and you helped me put it in the right context, that... Again, courage is something that comes out of fear. Yeah. And self-love comes out of believing in yourself. I lived most of my life thinking that the big movements, the big shifts, 
would happen only if I was courageous. But to be honest with you, I'm so tired of arming and disarming myself, and I'm not sure when the next courageous moment will come. It takes gathering all the energy that is in our possessions and channeling it into one moment. And as big as that moment is, you are left wondering why you waited for so long. Do I have to wait for a moment that I'm brave enough to talk to my parents about who I am? I have to tell you, it took 20 years. To leave my career that drained me, it took me six years. To go out to nature and take time for me to recharge and change course? When I think about one constant energy that I always have available and is always growing, I can only think about self-love. It softens me, makes me look inward and ask quietly, what do you need now? There are no big drums, there are no big announcements, there are no big mountains to conquer. It is me and myself crafting the right moment, not only to be kind to others, but especially a moment to be patient and kind to myself. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. I hope that as people listen to this conversation, I hope that you will find plenty of self-love to bet on yourself, that you are capable adaptable and deserving any change big or small that you need in your life and i can't wait for the next episode which will happen right here in granby colorado <laughs> live from the airstream <laughs> live from the airstream thank you ron thurston it's been a pleasure my pleasure Roy. thank you for listening If you're inspired, reach out to me. I would love to hear your story. And maybe we can drop a few coconuts together. Who knows? If you share this podcast with someone you love, I wouldn't be mad at you at all. And I'm grateful that you curved a moment out of your time to join us. Until the next time, drop some coconuts in 3, 2, 1.